KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Hi there. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, June 20th. Soldiers dying by suicide. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A third probable case of monkeypox has been found in San Diego. The county's Health and Human Services Agency made the announcement Friday. The newest case has no connection to the first two probable cases, but the individual also recently traveled internationally. The person is in isolation and doing well. All three cases haven't yet been verified by the CDC. San Diego County's unemployment rate dropped 2.7 percent last month. That's lower than the county's unemployment rate in April, which was 3 percent. That's according to figures released on Friday by the State Employment Development Department. The EDD says the leisure and hospitality industry added the most positions, adding more than 3,000 jobs. Juneteenth was celebrated across San Diego County on Friday and through the weekend. Juneteenth is the commemoration of the end of slavery. On Friday, there was a flag raising at San Diego Unified's headquarters to mark the holiday. Here's student Abigail Ford. Till this day, we are still fighting for our freedom, fighting to get justice in this world and fighting for the, to have the same equal rights as another white man walking the street. Juneteenth is for all the African Americans who put their life on the line to get us where we are today. The holiday is being observed by the federal government today. All public San Diego County offices, family resource centers, libraries, and animal shelters will be closed in observance. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The number of suicides in the Army hit a post-9-11 peak last year, and the rate of soldiers dying by suicide is at its highest level since the Great Depression. The Army base with the highest rate of suicides among new recruits is Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri, and leaders there are trying new strategies to address the issue. Jonathan All reports for the American Homefront Project. Dozens of soldiers and their family members are milling about a room about the size of a gym at Fort Leonard Wood. This is the Resiliency Fair, part of the base's effort to educate military members and their families about mental health resources. 
They can watch PowerPoint presentations, pick up brochures, and talk with people who can connect them with help. We have these other resources here, financial, family, uh, physical, and spiritual. So they know there's free resources for them. Malia Nemitz has retired from the Army and now works as the installation's suicide prevention manager. She says the goal is to help people see warning signs of mental health problems. And if they see a dramatic mood swing, to have that ability to stop and have that conversation, to say, make sure they know they're part of a team, they're part of an organization, they're not alone. Fort Leonard Wood is promoting things like confidential mental health services and social activities that can help soldiers form friendships. Chaplains are also increasing their role in the effort. Lieutenant Colonel Bradley Godding is head of the chaplains at Fort Leonard Wood. He says soldiers have total confidentiality with chaplains who are attempting to build those relationships from the moment new recruits arrive. As a new soldier comes into the Army, uh, they are given a brief from a chaplain, and those chaplains talk to them about the value of life and the places that they can seek help and get help early. But some people close to military suicide say the armed forces puts too much of the burden on soldiers to get help, and that doesn't do much to solve the problem. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I think it's almost beyond absurd. Sarah Wilkinson is the widow of a Navy SEAL who died by suicide in 2018. She read Fort Leonard Wood's literature on suicide prevention and says it was way too focused on seeing mental health as nothing more than a means to being ready for combat. So right there, what the military is saying is, we don't necessarily need you to be good for you. We need you to be good so you're mission ready. Advocacy groups agree and say the military should be taking the same approach to training commanding officers to spot the signs of mental health problems as they do in training troops for military activities. Chris Ford is the CEO of Stop Soldier Suicide. We don't train people to go to combat through PowerPoint presentations alone. There's hands-on exercises, experiences. Can we invest more hands-on practicum and training and recurring training to routinize and reinforce those skills in frontline supervisors. Fort Leonard Wood leaders say they are committed to long-term efforts to continue to address mental health and reduce instances of suicide. Prevention manager Nemitz says their entire leadership team reviews every suicide attempt on base. Just to make sure that what can we do better? How can we make a more positive, healthy environment? How can we make things available? How can we make the resources available to the soldiers? Nemitz says even one soldier's suicide is too many, but human nature and the power of psychological problems will make it hard to prevent all suicides. But she does report an increase in soldiers and their families reaching out and seeking help in the past year. I'm Jonathan All in Rolla, Missouri. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800 273 8255, or you can reach out to the Crisis Text Line to speak with a trained listener. Text the word HELLO to 741-741. San Diego County Jail inmates are now getting easy access to medication that can reduce overdoses. 
KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado says the sheriff hopes this will reduce the number of deaths in custody. Naloxone is now easily accessible to inmates, found in all common areas of the jails, along with instructions on how to use it. The prescription nasal spray, commonly known by its brand name Narcan, reverses the effects of an opioid overdose. Previously, only deputies had access to it in the jails. Sheriff Tony Ray says this common-sense approach will save more lives. We're trying to do everything we can to make our jails as safe as possible. You know, we don't want to be known as the people uh, where you go and pass away. Paul Parker is the executive officer with the County Citizens Law Enforcement Review Board, the civilian oversight board that has been calling for this action for years. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for implementing those recommendations. Ray says making this possible took a lot of research, including visiting jails where inmates have access. While he didn't have information about what that costs, he says it's worth it. You can't put a price on a person's life. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. The EPA wants the public to weigh in on a $630 million plan to fix cross-border pollution in the region. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has more. Federal officials have completed a draft environmental impact review, and they're looking for public comment. The agency is recommending a plan to bolster capture and treatment of sewage-tainted flows on both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border. The projects are meant to keep sewage-tainted flows out of the ocean. The EPA's Doug Eberhardt says it's an important step. And so now uh, we've evaluated a, a set of alternatives, different ways of addressing the problem. And we're now looking at what are the environmental ramifications of those various alternatives. The Environmental Review looked at the impact of three alternatives and is expected to be finalized in the fall. Once complete, federal officials could begin designing the project. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Coming up, how seniors are transporting all over the world virtually. We'll have that story and more next, just after this break. Don't go away. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu. State lawmakers are considering stipends for students willing to get into social work. It's aimed at addressing the shortage of social workers in the state. At the same time, a local university is launching a new online program. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez explains. Right now, the state legislature is working on a bill to offer a $37,000 stipend over two years to graduate students willing to pursue a master's degree in social work and then go on to work for a public agency. The bonus would apply to state schools to help relieve a shortage of 25,000 social workers in California, according to the governor's latest budget proposal. David Stewart is dean of professional psychology at Alliant University, which is launching a 
the new online Masters of Social Work program, using lessons from the pandemic to train students in leadership, too. Social workers have this unique training where they can do the on-ground, face-to-face work, but they're also policy folks and advocacy folks. And so if you look in who's running social service agencies, who's running departments, those are social workers. The Alliant program starts in January. Senate Bill 964 was sent to the Assembly last week for consideration. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. A survey of California bumblebees could not detect a single member of eight different species historically found in the state. KPBS science and technology reporter Thomas Fudge spoke to researchers who say it's more evidence that the bee population is declining. Until recently, 25 species of bumblebees were thought to exist in California, but a team of entomologists from UC Riverside conducted a survey in 2019 gathering 100 bees from each of 17 state locations. Eight species could not be found anywhere, and those included Bombus occidentalis, the once common western bumblebee. Hollis Woodard led the UCR research team, and she calls the failure to find the western bumblebee alarming. The absence of some other species was expected. It's further confirmation that these are species that used to be found here in California, and now they're either exceedingly rare or potentially extinct. Conservationists have petitioned the court to protect four of the bumblebee species the survey could not find. In a surprising state appellate court ruling last month, They won protection under California's Endangered Species Act. Woodard says the ruling gives her reason to hope for a recovery of some bumblebees. Our state endangered species protections are actually fantastic. They they mobilize people to do additional work to look for where we find these bees to protect their habitat. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. A local senior community is using virtual reality to take its residents anywhere in the world. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne has the story. Residents at White Sand Senior Community in La Jolla are diving into virtual reality. Rendever is the VR technology that allows them to virtually go anywhere. Lily Mauricio lives in the facility and uses the VR. It was very beautiful, the dolphins, you know, the farm. And I even saw my farm, the backside of my farm, which is unreal. I mean, the technology now. Staff at White Sands says the technology has helped their senior residents with memory care and psychosocial needs. And that's exactly why the founders of Rendever developed the company. Rendever's CEO says the technology helps reduce social isolation and prevents the older generation's world from shrinking. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. 
mcasd.org.